You're listening to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast, and I'm your host, Hannah Bowers. Now, on to the show. This podcast is sponsored by the Fertility Roadmap, your guide to optimizing conception. The self-paced course teaches you everything you need to know to feel confident on your conception journey. Over six modules, you'll gain in-depth knowledge on hormones, how to track and confirm ovulation, when to take a pregnancy test, and strategic lifestyle shifts that are proven to enhance fertility. You'll also gain access to an exclusive community, monthly Q&As, and bonus downloads. Enroll today for just $59.97 at blissberrywellness.com. Well, welcome back to the Baby Dust Fertility Podcast. Uh, it's just a delight to sit down with you every Wednesday and to be, or excuse me, every Monday. Wow, I've got my days of the week wrong. It is a Monday. Uh, and, and I just love sharing all these new um, resources and perspectives with you. And today is going to be just a great interview as well. We're welcoming Dr. Schaefer onto the podcast. She's a chiropractor who's developed a really really impressive method of supporting her patients through their fertility struggles. And it has been so successful that she now teaches this method to others who are passionate about supporting women, passionate about helping them to get back in touch with their bodies, helping restore. Um, And so welcome to the show, Dr. Schaefer. I appreciate you taking some time to be with us. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So usually when we hear chiropractor, you don't automatically think fertility. So what has that journey been like? How did you arrive here doing fertility? Yeah. So I graduated in 2010 from Palmer in down in Davenport, Iowa. And uh, when I graduated, I was going to be a sports chiropractor and holistic nutritionist. That was my path. And um, I'm a college athlete. I'm a ski instructor. I've ridden horses my whole, my whole life. So Mm -hmm. it just, that made sense. And, um, so I graduated, got married, and had our first son within that first year of uh, graduating. And unfortunately, in December of that year, got diagnosed with cancer. And mm-hmm. December, January, February, it was from one diagnosis to one diagnosis is spread. Oh, just kidding. It's two. Oh, you have eight and a half percent chance at five-year survival. And mm-hmm. so that kind of forced me to take a really hard look at what I understood about health because my entire family's in the medical field. And so I was the first one going into the chiropractic and the, the health building field versus the disease management, if you will. Mm, And, um, so it was in my journey. I chose not to do chemo and radiation because my son was three months old with all those diagnoses that came in and they said, you won't see him go to kindergarten. And I was like, well, then I'll do anything that I can to try to get as much time with him and my husband that I can. And that led me to the journey that I went down. And because of that, someone came to me in clinic and said, Hey, do you think chiropractic can help with fertility? And I was like, well, I don't know. When your nervous system works better, everything works better. I can adjust you, but I also have some other tools and knowledge and wisdom that I've gained from regaining my own health and maybe it will work. And, uh, she got pregnant. And so, Mm um, our 175th baby was just announced. Wow, and that's so it's, it's my goal is really making sure you're healthy, but the definition of health is not accurate. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's where a lot of people struggle with the fertility. They say, but everything I'm, but I'm healthy. And I'm like, I don't, I don't agree. Yeah, no. And that's always the hard thing to 
embrace, I think, because, you know, generally by culture standards, oh yeah, you're healthy. You do all this stuff. You eat well, da, 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 da. But yeah, that's the thing that we always hear with a lot of um, the women in our community. I have unexplained infertility or secondary infertility, but everything's coming back normally. Um, what opened your eyes to health being so much more than just that test number? Yeah, so I think for me, I just navigating, why did I get diagnosed with cancer? How did this happen? And uh, I started to realize I had so many signs, so many symptoms that were there and you know, we're taught that health means you're asymptomatic and mm -hmm. um, the vast majority of people getting diagnosed with cancer, they go to the doctor, they're not in pain. It's a routine screening and they end up with a cancer diagnosis. And so, you know, we see the same thing, you know, it's unexplained infertility. It's, you know, we can't explain it. And it's like, yes, because the, the conversation has to change. And um, so I had to start navigating why do people get ill and why are, why and how do people get well? And that's what navigated everything to what I've built today. Mm, amazing. So let's kind of just zone in on fertility there. I feel like I want to ask you all sorts of questions about all sorts of things. I just, I love hearing your story. And also, I just think it's amazing because you're clearly doing so well. So I'm clapping here because that's awesome. <laughs> I, I'm guessing that you've gotten past your, your, your oh, little yes. guy is way past kindergarten at this point. He's not, I'm not trying to age you. So I yeah, you no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's 12 oh. now and we've gotten to have another little girl. So we have a six-year-old oh, and a 12-year-old. Oh, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, so looking at fertility, when you're starting to think about health, you're starting to think about those things that um, maybe early indicators of fertility, what are you looking for? Yeah. So I think one of the earliest indicators of fertility challenges is cycle imbalance. And this is starting with girls at 12 years old being told, just get put on birth control because your cycles are too heavy or you have cramps or you have PMS. Those are all indicators. Those are nothing more than symptoms or signals, right? If we look at those signals and say, what does a normal cycle, what does that mean? And we've got this medical paradigm that says it's every 28 days. No, it's 21 to 35 days. That is a completely normal cycle, but nobody has that conversation with our girls. Mm -hmm. So they think it must be this number and they think birth control regulates their cycles. So we're taught from a very young age, I need to turn off my hormones, which is what birth control does. And instead of understanding why is my cycle doing what it's doing? Because that is huge when it comes to understanding overall health, your, your cycle is your barometer for health. Mm, yeah. And I think recently, I guess I'm saying recently, it's really been in the past few years, but, um, I've noticed that there's a huge movement to acknowledge the cycle as the fifth vital sign. I think it's even now as a diagnostic guideline from ACOG as this is considered, you know, that's a big deal. A, vital sign. When we're thinking vital signs, you know, you go to the ER, they're taking your, they're checking your heart, they're listening, checking your oxygen levels. And now we're saying period. So yeah. how, how do you think we got to this point where we just don't see that as such a key and critical component of health? Well, there's really no long-term research on birth control. Mm -hmm. uh, and breast cancer rates are through the roof. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that's something that has just the vast majority of pharmaceutical research has been done on men, which also blows my mind because, you know, when they say women, we can't use women in pharmaceutical research because they're childbearing age. Of course, I'm like, but, but 
we're not asexual. We don't get ourselves pregnant. Men are also of childbearing age. So why are we not paying attention to the fact that we are destroying our men's hormones and mm -hmm. they're the leading cause of unexplained infertility, but the woman is the one who has all the testing, all the barrage of everything. And they blame her when in 80% of the cases, there's research out of Europe that mm -hmm. says 80% of unexplained infertility is male cause, mm -hmm. but yeah. nobody's addressing it. Yeah. And I think it's hard too, especially when we talk male fertility, when we just keep adjusting the parameters, sperm testing parameters, they are keep, they keep changing. And, you know, a lot of times, and I say this to people and they're like, what do you mean? The sperm parameters keep changing. Like, no, no, no. We, re we rewind like 50 years and you would see dramatic changes in the concentration and the motility, like every single parameter. But instead of saying we have a crisis here, we're just going, oh, well, it's average. And that in and of itself makes this such a harder thing to overcome when we're not even acknowledging one of, you know, that's 50% of baby right there. So right. big deal. Yeah, for sure. So when you're starting out with women in your protocol, uh, which I believe you call it the Schaefer protocol, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, what, what, are, what is your starting point? I, I don't want to make ask you to give away all your secrets, but where do you begin? What is it that you're starting to look at that you're evaluating with, with couples? Cause I'm assuming you're working not just with women, but you're also getting men into the picture. Yes. Yep. I will not work with individuals. Um, it's a requirement because he is, I mean, as soon as I started working with both of my couples or both people in the couple in the relationship, um, our miscarriage rates dropped, our mm -hmm. pregnancy, our morning sickness disappeared. And I was wow. like, this is something different is definitely changing. I didn't, I just didn't know what it was at the time. Um, so one of our very first parameters, and it's kind of been interesting to, to navigate this, but one of the first things that I'll ask the couples is why do you want to be a parent? And I think there's a big difference because they start realizing this isn't just about, I don't want to get pregnant. That's not the end game. There's more to this. I want to create memories. I actually want to have my own memories with my own kids. I want to create uh, traditions with my family. And it helps people start to see that this is, you prepare for a wedding, you prepare for college, you prepare for everything, yet we're just expecting to fall pregnant. And we're just expecting that it's just, it's just going to happen. And so um, that's one of the the main things that, that I do. And of course, as a chiropractor, I'm going to look at their, their spine and nervous system. That's one thing. There's so much preconception work out there. And my, my specialty, the thing that I adore more than anything is epigenetics and understanding how our health prior to conception can dramatically change not only the quality of the pregnancy and birth, but the health of the child later. Mm -hmm. So I look at epigenetic factors such as insulin resistance, which is probably one of our, our biggest with male fertility and female fertility. Um, insulin resistance is a big deal. And if it's, if there's one hormone that drives every other one, it's insulin. And so making sure you are metabolically flexible and you've got an A1C mm -hmm. under five is really important. So, um, we do work with direct supplementation based on what the person needs, but then there are other requirements. Like, um, it's, I feel like it's finally getting out there, but it might just because it's my ecosystem a lot, but, <laughs> um, to say, you know, hydrate, a lot of people are like, yeah, I drink water or yeah, I drink as some of my practice members joke with me, I drink brown water. It's made with beans. And I'm like, you drink coffee all day. That's not good. Um, <laughs> and, it doesn't um, hydrate. No, that does not hydrate. That is dehydrating. Um, but you know, to, to add a pinch of salt or a lemon or a cucumber and create what's called gel water actually gets something into your system that is actually going to hydrate you. Um, and a lot of people have this very 
if I drink eight ounces of water a day, then I am hydrated. And it's like, no, hydration comes through food. Hydration comes through how you move your body. Uh, so it's, it's looking at those baselines that are, how are you functioning on a daily basis? And how is your nervous system perceiving that? Mm, yeah. You know, I think we underestimate how much just those things that like you're talking about that it's like, oh yeah, that seems like basic stuff to do. Just how much doing that appropriately can really impact everything else. Um, I think what it was a couple years ago, I saw from a, uh, she's a nutritional therapy practitioner and blogger who I loved, um, really was someone who really drew me deeper into the world of food. And she was talking about how, oh, hey, well, when I eat a strawberry, I'm getting hydration through a strawberry. And this light bulb went off like, oh, wait, there's hydration, not just in this water I'm drinking, but also in these, these vegetables that I'm consuming. And so that was just like, it was so different than anything I'd ever heard. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So you get couples in, um, I love the emphasis there on preparing for pregnancy. I think that's something that I'm really passionate about that really shifts a little bit from the fertility to preconception world, where we're really trying to think about the long-term outcomes of our children. Um, cause I think that's one of the most incredible things that we can do in this time is to be intentionally thinking and preparing to give that child. I mean, we're talking generational health here. And, and so it goes so far beyond just getting pregnant. Um, but I love that shift. So when you're talking about that, I'm imagining that you're working with clients more than just one or two cycles. What is the time frame that you're generally recommending to dedicate to this preparation phase? Hey friends, are you tired of taking your temperature every single morning? Well, I want to introduce you to the temp drop. The temp drop is a wearable fertility monitor that automatically takes your basal body temperature. It's compatible with polycystic ovarian syndrome and can even be used postpartum, making this an extremely versatile device to have on hand. What's great about this monitor is that it will automatically sync with your cell phone app, making it simple to take your temperature and track it. Now you can save on the temp drop if you head over to tempdrop.com and use the code blissberrywellness. Yeah. So because we have new eggs every 120 days and we have new sperm every 60, uh, when couples start working with me, it's a minimum 120 days that I ask them not to try to conceive. And of course you can tell when stress is the primary factor. Cause I get pregnant in the first 120 days. Cause I've just given <laughs> the go ahead, which I know is so taboo and people hate it when you say, just stop stressing about it. But, but why does it happen so often? <laughs> it's it's, there's something to that. So when couples work with me, uh, we work a year together at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, the goal is the first 120 days, we're preparing you second 120, you can start trying um, and, and actually be more intentional because we know we've made epigenetic shifts in your system. So we know both of you are more metabolically flexible, which just does tremendous benefit for, for the baby and for both of you. And I imagine that transition into pregnancy is a little bit easier when you've already made those shifts in advance. So I know that's one thing that a lot of times we hear in our community is like, oh my goodness, I'm pregnant now. What in the world do I do? Yes. But that preconception window allows for a little bit more flexibility. So you can implement those changes before you're at the time that it's like the rubber has met the road. I have to do this. Yes. Do you find that couples really embrace those changes together? Do you find it goes more smoothly? What's been your experience? Yeah. So since I started implementing dad on protocol and making that a requirement, our morning sickness rates have just plummeted. And wow. I actually ran into a problem that I never thought I would see. 
And that is a lot of my moms, including some of the interns that I've had as chiropractors will get pregnant, won't say anything about it. And they are terrified that it's not a good pregnancy because they've been told if you don't feel terrible, you have a bad pregnancy or it's not a good pregnancy or you're, you know, and they're like, I don't even feel pregnant. I had one that was 16 weeks and she was like, I've been terrified. And I'm like, do you know, emotionally, I mean, not that I want to stress out a pregnant mom, the last thing I want to do is say, don't stress. Cause that's really helpful. Um, but she was terrified that she was going to lose the pregnancy. And eventually she's like, I'm 16 weeks at, at some point, this thing is sticking. And she's like, I just feel so good. This isn't what anybody talks about. And I'm like, because this is normal. This is what it should feel like. It shouldn't be that you are knocked down, drag out, sick and tired if you actually prepare for the pregnancy, that it's a different experience. And uh, so that was something that kind of shocked me when um, we started noticing, you know, pregnancy is a lot easier and a lot of the anxiety, I think in early pregnancy of, will I lose this baby changes with preconception care? Because it's like, no, I've been doing the work and I've been preparing for this. So my fear of having a miscarriage, early miscarriage is a lot lower. And we find that to be true. Well, I imagine if you, with dedicating that time for the full development of the egg, the full 120 days, I mean, that's a dramatic change from the very beginning to the time it's ready to be fertilized. I mean, that's, that's so much more nourishment and intentional care of that egg and overall body health and sperm than necessarily what you're getting. Even if you're just doing the the 90 days or whatnot, you're missing that little bit of the first window. Mm-hmm. So I know that you've taken this protocol, you're now teaching it. Um, what has the response been like? Have you had um, a lot of practitioners trained through this method? Are they primarily chiropractors? What does that look like? Yeah, so I do train and certify chiropractors. So uh, we just opened our newest program in June. So this month, um, mm-hmm. we opened that and currently I work in train only chiropractors. Um, okay. And I really encourage the chiropractors to build their community. So here in Wisconsin, uh, we we just got a, a beautiful campus um, where we're working with midwives, doulas, and we're actually creating research into what creates a healthy pregnancy instead wow. of, you know, being the reactive, you know, this causes that. We're saying we have collaborative teams of massage, pelvic floor PT, acupuncture, chiropractic, um, you know, the midwives, the doulas, and and making it that this is a normal process to go through to prepare for pregnancy and then have this full full circle care during pregnancy. And um, yeah, just makes a huge difference. Mm, That's amazing. And I know just from the chiropractors in our area, one of my close friends is a chiropractor. One of my other close friends is married to a chiropractor. And I have connected with so many chiropractors locally because I just find that our mindset is so aligned. And the thing that I love is that there is such a uh, overwhelming passion for just coming along moms before they get pregnant and not just waiting until the time that they are pregnant. And I think that's really special. And that's a really unique support team that you can build um, that you might not necessarily find elsewhere. Cause sometimes it's hard, even within a medical care team, because they're so busy because they do have limited tools that you don't always feel like a person more than a number, but the chiropractors I know in our community, I can just imagine if they're implementing a protocol, just the care that I have witnessed already in and of itself would be so, so encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it is, I mean, and there's a lot for mom to be supported and it's also, I mean, it's a new world for dad too. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, to, to have that support for both of them, 
uh, you know, I, I joke very lovingly, of course, that the, you know, mom can be getting adjusted during a pregnancy, but her primary stressor is her significant other. So he also should be getting adjusted um, to, to make sure that her health is as stress-free as possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's funny, but I think it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so if someone's listening, they've really resonated with what you've shared. Where, where can they go to connect with you? Um, do you see clients just locally in Wisconsin? Do you offer telehealth? What, is, what does that look like? Yeah. So on Instagram, it's Schaefer protocol. So Schaefer dot protocol. Um, and currently I only see people locally here in Wisconsin, but we do have certified doctors. Uh, our website is, should be launching very soon, shaferprotocol.com. And that will have a directory to our certified chiropractors. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is growing month by month. So um, our aim is to get at least one in every state, but a lot of our doctors are newly certified um, want to do telehealth. So okay. there are options. Fantastic. Well, we'll definitely get a link from you as soon as that's available, drop it in the show notes, but thank you for taking the time to discuss today. I've really enjoyed just talking to you, hearing your story and just all about what you're doing for women in the world of fertility. Yeah. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Well, for all of you who are listening, you can find those links to what we've mentioned right down there in the show notes. Be sure to check those out. Um, but with that, that ends our episode for today. And we'll be back again soon with another great episode. So remember to subscribe wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. And if you loved the show, please leave us a review. We'll be back soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode.